Welcome to another edition of Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York. Uh, we, we help uh, businesses build their brand by uh, telling authentic stories. And with me uh, today is Harry Wall, owner, sole proprietor of Stevens Driving School and Stevens Truck School. And I think you're going to enjoy hearing Harry's story, where he came from, how he uh, got to where he is today. Great story and, and the goal of Sidewalk Talk is, is for our listeners and, and viewers on YouTube is to, uh, if you can take a little nugget and take something that you like and, and put it into your life and it's useful, then this is a successful uh, successful talk. So let's talk about your story, Harry. Thanks for being on the show well, first of all. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It really <laughs> is interesting. So you grew up well, you're a Western New Yorker, but in, in Wales? Wales, New York, yes. Okay. Yeah, born and bred in Wales, New York. On a farm. On, you're a farm boy? Well, kind of, yeah. Yuppie farmer. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and your whole life goal was, I want to own a driving school. Can't say that, Steve. No, uh, no one ever says that. <laughs> no, this just in. Yeah, just, just in, yes. Okay. So you, 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 um, after high school, what happens then? I uh, actually, you know, you go through, you know, I live in Wales, and obviously uh, my parents boarded horses and stuff like that. So you, and I went to Iroquois, which is Elma Monroe, Wales. So I met a lot of like people from Elma, mm -hmm. which are obviously doctors and lawyers. So you know, you get that. And I always, my father's best friend was an accountant, and I always wanted to be an accountant. Why? Because he always had a nice car, he always had this and that. So I'll be an accountant. So and that was back when they were pushing the, uh, you got to go to college, don't do, don't you know, mm -hmm. don't do a trade, but go mm -hmm. college. So I, you know, went. So I went to for accounting, and I went to Canisius uh, for a couple of years, and I was really good at it, but I hated it. Yeah. Like really hated it. Okay, why? Um, just like I was just I just dreaded just the number. It was just boring. It was awful. Too and much. It, just so that wasn't for you. Yeah, I, I was top three of the class, and I hated it. Okay, and, uh, well that's good for you to recognize that. That that. Did, well, the reason why I recognize it is I shared my uh, right arm uh, playing touch football with my hockey friends <laughs> in my uh, junior year. Okay. So I uh, took a bunch of. Uh, um, uh, electoral, electoral, electoral courses. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and I said I took political science, I took communication and stuff like that. Just to, I'm like, wow, I actually kind of like this. And it was funny when I was in high school, people always said, you know, you be like, you could be like a politician or a game show host. I think I actually my yearbook, I think it says supposed to be a game show host. Mm -hmm. Here you all. Uh, so it was kind of like I like this, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I could change. And mm -hmm. at the time, Kenesha's, my parents were paying for it. Kenesha's was a lot of money, and uh, and uh, so I talked to them, and they said, well, you know, it's your life. You do what you want to do. Of course, they also realized if I, if I transferred to UB, it was a fraction of the price. Right. So. so I go to UB and I, uh, I go I go take communication and political science and stuff like that and uh, yeah so I that's that, that that's how I got to that point that right so I went from being like an accountant to like now I'm not really quite sure what I want to do but I know I know I don't want to do well you got into politics which is the opposite end of well that's accounting. a whole that's a whole flip of the coin too I yeah. mean because I had a friend named Peter who was uh, the chief of staff of the Erie County Legislature at the time and I knew through the Spring Garden uh, German Club. And uh, I knew what he did and stuff like that, and he knew that I was doing communicating and writing and stuff like that. And he says, you know, when you, when you graduate, you know, why don't you, you know, you know, let me know. So I kept in communication with him and stuff like that. And I had a job offer with a, a company, a, a marketing company, do the marketing for a large uh, equipment company down in Pittsburgh. And my best friend moved to Pittsburgh after we graduated from high school, so it was kind of a natural fit. Like, oh, I can go down there, but I really didn't want to leave my parents, you know, the parents mm -hmm. and friends and stuff like this. And, uh, and then he and I got an offer to work part time in the legislature. So it was kind of like I really, really always was politically minded and enjoyed it. 
Um, so I gave it a shot. And uh, I got handed a campaign that they all thought was going to lose, and I won. And who was that? Uh, Dale Larson. Okay, so when was this? This was back in 99. Okay. And like 98, 99. So what did you do for that campaign? I basically was given a, sh a, a, a box of nothing and mm -hmm. said, go win this race. He's going to you know, you know, save him from himself. Mm -hmm. And so how long did you stay in politics? I was in politics uh, from well, 99 till uh, 2009. Okay, so 10 years. Why'd you get out? I know you're, besides wanting to own a business, which is what you ended up doing, but, but if there's a young kid in high school, do you advise him? To get into politics? <laughs> no, because it was funny because I was I, my bread and butter was is that I was is when things were still manually done as opposed to electronically done. So being that I was always always about computers and graphical and creative, that I come in and all of a sudden I can do stuff that these guys were like, "Wow, you can do that!" Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it it was cheaper to do and easier to do, and it was creative and I could produce it real fast. And uh, and it was before the internet became really popular. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were there were blogs and websites, but there wasn't any like the, now. The trolling was very. It was easy to control the trolling. Gotcha. Uh, where now it's like you got to yeah. be twenty four seven. Right. Anybody right. can say anything and stuff like that. So, so as it evolved, I was on the cutting edge of being electronic and getting the message out with email. And then all of a sudden, now it's all about like you know Snapchat, Instagram, and 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 the evil Twitter, where you can just say anything and anything, and people believe it. And as that, as in the last years, it started becoming wor worse and worse, mm. if you use that word. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just was like, no, this is not, this is not a lifestyle. So it wasn't fun by the it, end. It started turning not to be fun. And, and I was in a couple campaigns, and, and I'll keep that to myself, mm -hmm. that the internal part was where it was, you, in politics, it's like you, you know who your enemies were, and you played the game, and it was honor among men and women. And at the end, it was like you didn't know who to trust. In fact, you almost trusted your opponents more than you trusted the people there on your side. Mm. And it was kind of dirty to me. So, all right, you say uh, enough of that. Uh, and then you had your former partner who you ended up buying out. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But what I find interesting, you're the only person, uh, you and your former partner, bought Stevens Driving School. You went through a broker. But the deal was you didn't actually know what business no. you were going. No. So why would you go buy a business? What was the... What was going on here? It was it was between my transition between working in the legislature, Erie County Legislature, and going to the New York State Senate, and I took a downtime before I could transfer over. So um, uh, my ex partner comes to me about this business opportunity, um, but I have to sign that disclosure, but I can't tell you what it is. And obviously, I was the money guy, and mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning, and uh, I'm like, you know, at this time, I mean, what, no, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So. You know, we sign the thing and stuff like that, and then we meet what is who then was Jerry Stevens, the original owner. Well, not the original owner. His father was the owner, the current owner of Stevens Driving School. Yeah. So you said we're going to go in on a business venture. We're going to we're going to own a company. We're going to commit to owning a company without knowing the company. We didn't commit at that first. Work? We were allowed to like look at it and see what it's about. Okay. And the idea was that it was inflation proof, or uh, it was uh, it was you, know, you, you always need to know how to drive. But it was before, it was a transition where people were starting to get SUVs 
and they're or expensive SUVs, and it's hard to drive. It teaches you how to drive an SUV, or you don't want your kid to drive your forty thousand at the time, or eighty thousand dollar car, or stuff like this. So a lot of or double incomes, where mm -hmm. all of a sudden now you, as opposed to teacher to drive, you need someone to help you teach how to drive. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of that transition, and we kind of did some research on that to figure that out. Um, Stevens, uh, because Irvin was ba he created it back in nineteen thirty in the thirties where he would take immigrants that came across uh, to become American citizens that were used to horse and buggy to motorize vehicles. Mm -hmm. So there was a name ID among the communities layered down throughout. So if you lived in the city of Buffalo and eventually moved through you know, Sprawl, someone you knew went to either Stevens or Buffalo or O'Day's or something like that. So I we may have uh, done some polling uh, internally and found out that there was a name ID among certain ages. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, so there was like, a, well, there's an idea here. There's a possibility. Now, taking the political uh, background that I had, that I knew how to, you know, sell candidates without no name ID, where you had to create it, now I got something that has something where I can now make it. Yeah, so Stevens had a had a brand. It had you, a brand, you, but, but it was you, like a it was yeah. like a uh, like an old brand, like right, right, like, right. You know, like, you've taken it. I'm, you've you you have a great market share right now. Well, yeah, because it, it, it's weird. Not to go off topic, it's like everyone thinks that I'm a corporation or uh, this big monopoly or franchise. Um, which, considering I've gone from one person in the office to you know, there's all six or three cars to now 37 plus all the trucks, um, but we're still like a family business. So it's kind of the perception of how you know who we are. If you hear us at our marketing and how we do stuff. You think it's like, oh, it's Stephen's driving school. It's like Walmart. When in reality, we're just a small business like anybody else that just marketed it a certain way to make it more legit, I guess, mm -hmm. more real, but still keep that real that real flavor. Well, and I mean, you've been a part of that, so you know what we were trying to get our goal at. I mean, our, our, our idea from the beginning, I remember when we came up with the slogan. I can't remember what the original slogan was, and I sold you on it. And like this is the slogan, and then the next day I was taking a shower, and I changed my mind. Yeah. And I said, "This is, it, we wanted to steal, drive safe." Because I always it's, say it's, it. It's, everyone says it. I right. Everyone says, it. even though it's grammatically it's incorrect. Well, which we a lot of people told us it, how grammatically not, incorrect you, it was. You know, it's not, but it's the way people speak, and that's that's how you that's how you tell stories authentically. How do people speak? People say. Drive safe. Hey, drive safe. Hey, take your drive safe. Right. Especially here, like like now. It's weird. Right. Like last night, I, I met some friends to watch football games and stuff like that. They left and they drive safe. Right. And I say it. It's kind of like, it's funny how like I always said it. My father always said it. And then when I say it, it's sort of weird because people are like, like, yeah, it's funny. Or they, or they go, beep, beep. Right, right. <laughs> it's just well, weird it's how it's become like a normal piece of language. We use a slogan now, it becomes like this, you know, hey, try to say, beep, yeah, beep, ha, yeah. ha. You know. yeah, we'll use the sound identifier yeah. with yeah. it. But I scored a goal in hockey uh, like a couple months ago, and I've never scored. I, I played defense and I'm old. Uh, and it was like, you know, a goal by never Harry, never said his name, Harry Wall, beep, beep, you know, it was oh, just really? like a joke. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, that's great. I mean, that's yeah. a, as a as a marketer, that's exciting to hear that stuff. I love those stories. That's great. Yeah. It's it, it. But I. But it also. It's it's interesting. You say people think that it's a. Um, it's this big corporation. Yeah. It's just. It's just some people that you know. But it's. But you know what? What you do is you you're representing yourself well on the brand. I mean, you you what you do is really important work. And when we started targeting, what we were thinking, and you can go to this is this is how Drive Safe works. You can go to any driving school, right? You can take your kids to any drive. We're, we're targeting the parents, not the kids. Parents are paying for this. So yes. it's the parents' decision. So the, the, the idea from the beginning was you can 
send your children to any driving school or you can send them to driving school that teaches children how to drive safe. Well, where do you, okay? So we stole the cliche of drive safe, but any of the, the, the ver even though it's grammatically incorrect, any of the verbiage outside the slogan is you're talking, you're driving safe, we teach our, we're driving mm -hmm. safely. But the slogan is always drive safe. Then you got the music behind it, which yes. helps remember. And I know it drives you crazy because we're in it. I hate slogans, by the way. Yeah. I always did, but I'll tell you what, it, it, it's one of those ones where you just, yeah, you stop it. Yeah, so, so that, that's worked out. That's worked out well. But also, what's happened, I think the reason you've also grown your brand is, sure, you've been consistent in, in, in marketing it, but you've delivered, meaning you've delivered results for families. Well, it, it, it's, and again, and it's funny how it, it, evolution, like, you know, I go back 15 years ago where, you know, it's like, well, I really don't need a driving school, blah, 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 but as, you know, technology's come and texting and driving and all the, you know, kids don't pay even to watch their parents uh, drive anymore, mm -hmm. they're always on their phones or whatever their devices, that even parents will admit, they'll call, I'm an awful driver and I shouldn't be teaching my kid. I need someone to teach them the right way. And it's kind of something we always believed in, but now it's becoming like a part of our culture. Because it's self-awareness, like, yeah, I drive, like, you know, garbage. Um, I'm not going to teach my kid because they don't even pay attention. They, you have a kid off now a mile away from their home. They don't even know how to get home because they're, mm -hmm. they're just in the back, the back seat. Mm -hmm. So it, a lot of it's become, even as an instructor over the last like, six or seven years have been with me, even the evolution of, like, we'll take me home, we'll take him out and we'll drive me home. I don't know how to get home. I actually don't pay attention. Which is kind of scary for a second. I mean, think about it. Oh. Think about our day, we know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Get home before the lights turn off or whatever. My oh, day was like, right. yeah, get out of the woods. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the the fact is that we kept the the small, you know, personal tutor teach how to drive thing, convince people that you need that, and now all of a sudden people coming to us and going, I need that because I don't have the wherewithal or time, or I'm bad, not really a good driver. Wow. Kids, so cell phones. Yes. Cell phones are obviously. It's the greatest, problem. worst invention of the mankind. Right. Yeah. And so it, what's really interesting to me is what you just said about kids not knowing where to go. Yes. Because when parents are driving, they're on their phone. They don't pay attention. Yeah. Like you literally, I mean, I have a friend who, I said, I told a story to him, actually. We were talking and he's like, I never thought about that. I go, well, well next time just stop and ask, you know, ask your daughter how to get mm -hmm. home. Okay. Well, he did. He was like, like. Well, a mile and a half. Mm -hmm. She didn't know where she was. He's like, he's like, wow. And then she went, she went mm -hmm. right away to, and she reached for her phone to go. And she's like, no, no, he goes, no, no, no. He's like, how do we get home? We've been, we've been living here five years. How do you, you know? And she couldn't do it. And how old was she? So, uh, Seventeen. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times you see kids walking around with the earbuds in their head, walking around yeah. like aimlessly? I mean, even adults now. I mean, yeah. when I was in New York City. Uh, in July, and it was amazing. Like people just, mm, whatever, like that. Yeah. All right, back to business. So, driving school goes well, and then somehow you get into the truck school thing. What? How did that? And that's doing well. Yeah, I mean, considering you know trucks. I mean, I mean, you know, it. I didn't believe it at first because you know it's a big thing, and you know, and I will give my ex partner a lot of credit the fact that he did get me into the idea of it. Um, but uh, the way truck drivers are taught, 
it's like this community thing. Like, you know, here's this big rig, and you just figure it all together, and you figure out how to do it, and we'll, we'll spend zillions of hours of watching videos and stuff like that. And, oh, by the way, you got to drive this 53-foot double tandem truck, and yada, yada, yada. So our philosophy is, and, and obviously we had a conversation with Chuck, is in, in, who did drove for 300 mile, 3 million miles for stuff like that. And Chuck's title is? CDL director. Okay. Yeah. He's the director, director of CDL. Yeah, okay. yeah. And is that, you know, you know, to, to be in the truck is to learn how to drive the truck, which is kind of the same way we do our driving lessons with the kids, is that, you know, we can show, I can show you 30 hours of videos all you want about mm -hmm. driving, which is a kid going to pay attention to it? No. Mm -hmm. But also in the same way, as we get older, we're all about visual stuff. Well, that's good to actually physically yeah, take control of it. So, you know, we took the same thing of like, you get in the car, we drive you in the car, you're always in the car. So take the same with the truck. So we may not make as much money or charge as much because you don't have to. You, you want to drive a truck? Get in the truck. There are people that we've come to us and said, well, you know, I, I like to drive a truck, but that's kind of scary. Well, is there a driving one? No. Is there a one? No. Well, come out to the yard and get in one. And in five minutes, they're like, I think I can do this. Yeah. And then we've got a lot of people that have never thought they'd be anybody because, you know, again, it goes back to the story of being always got to get a four-year degree, always got to this nice trade, where people that have had no idea they ever could make the money or have a career, the fact that they got into a truck in the Eastern Hills Mall and drove it around there and said, I can do this, are now making sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 by not even driving really that far. Yeah. And they, it's, it's, it's great. It's, 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 more, it's fulfilling as watching a kid get a dry license to go get a job so he can go to this, there, go to school. It's even more fulfilling to have an adult who thought, well, I'm 29 years old and my life is going to be this. All of a sudden now, go to Perry's or go to uh, um, uh, Frank's Vacuum or the numerous companies that we do that we use business with that are really good companies and make a decent living with a decent career. Yes, it's gratifying. Oh my God! I mean, you, if you had Chuck doing this, you I mean, or any of the guys that work there, it's amazing watching a guy. And even like Jason, like he gets some calls all the time, like, "Hey, you wouldn't believe it. This and that, and that." Like, you know, thank you. Like, you gave me courage or confidence to actually be able to drive that. That's awesome. It is awesome. That is that part. That part we all to take. Even the, from the car instructors to the girls in the office to uh, the, the truck instructors, is that when you get those feel good stories where you, no one realizes that a driving license means something. It gives you something. It gives you independence, but it also gives you a vehicle, literally, to a life. And the trucking has been one of those ones where you, you can feel the car, the stories, but the truck is like, when you touch a big adult's life changed totally. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. That's the cool part of it. Uh, the thing about Chuck is, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck sounds like a truck driver. Chuck he, is awesome. Chuck is the real. He got me in that truck once. I know, right? But I... You didn't drive it? I did. And? Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it is. I like, can now say I drove one. Yeah. You know, uh, I was nervous, though. But Chuck, man, he's got the voice. It, great voice. Yeah. Um, but he's a good guy, man. He's got a lot. I mean, his background is insane. It, well, I, mean, you know? I mean, everyone watches the, the, the show, you know, Ice Truckers, right? <laughs> well, that's cool, but he was like... His ice trucking was back in the day when he's, you know, taking nitrous oxygen up to up, up a mountain, and he like they drive a truck. Now this is back like in the 80s, and all of a sudden this bulldozer would hook you up to a winch and pull you up the freaking ice. Yeah. I mean, like really? Like that's <laughs> called ice trucking at its max. He laughs at the ones now. It's like really? Yeah. You know, with their GPS and stuff like that. He's like, the GPS is like, I know it's kind of there, and oh yeah, there's there's the there's the. Uh, 
uh, you know, the winch that pulled me up the hill and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, it's awesome. It's cool. I love your comparison to the students that you teach or they get their license and it's great. And it's, they, they, they can now drive safely. Um, to these adults and how you change their whole family and their lives. Oh yeah, it's That's the same. Cool. Especially when you, like I said, and going back to that, like like a lot of times, like Chuck will bring in, like oh, let's say, like let's say you wanted to become a trucker, but you have a wife and kids, and your wife's like, well, I don't want you to be a trucker. Well, Chuck will encourage them, come on in and just have the conversation because you got to realize there is certain things to this, but there's also fallacies that you need to realize this too. So, you know, if you want to make $120,000, which you can, you can drive all around the country. We've got one guy that does that and, he, and he's younger and he's going to do it for 10 years and he's banking six figures and he's got a goal and that's going to be it. But if you have a family and you want to sit on our kids, there are a lot of regional jobs because the trucking company is changing. They're realizing, just like look, look at how like Amazon is changing. Yeah. And they got these distribution places. Well, they need people to drive those distribution places, you know, 50 miles here, 100 miles here. You could start at 8 in the morning, you're back at 9 at night, or you start at 5 and you're back at 3. I mean, there are a lot of these jobs that are needed that pay decently that are not, you're driving to Montana and then stuck in Montana because of, of the law, mm -hmm. and then you got then you get back three days later. Right, right, right. So, you know, the fact that all of a sudden, like, the family uh, quorum realizes that, oh, so my husband can actually make money be a trucker and then support our family because this company pays like medical or it has like actually some sort of benefit package. Yeah. As opposed to whatever he was doing now that, or they're both busting their whatever just to pay, feed the family. I hear you. Because they didn't have four year degrees or they got four year degrees and couldn't get a job. Right. Because they have a business degree or something like that. All right, let's finish up. I want to, well, there's two things if we have time. One is uh, owning a business. <laughs> so having a business partner. Okay, yeah. I've gone through that. I bought out a partner. Everyone told me don't have a partner. Everyone told me don't have a partner. I'm glad I did, to be honest with you. I don't know if I, I could have made it without her. I will uh, say It was great for me, but but uh, I moved on and bought it. And then you had the same situation, well, yes. different situation. But um, what's it like having a partner versus now not having a partner? It's like being married. And I'll use that. Uh, it's like being married because you are you spend more time with them than you do your spouses, and your baby, your kid, uh, your teenager is the business how it grows. So there's always a difference of opinion on how you raise, and there's also you're on the same page on how you raise. Um, one person can think this way, and you talk about it, and you come with a compromise. And that, you know sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong, but at least there's another head to talk to. Because you're both you're both you're both liable for it. You're both in the same boat together. Because if it fails, you both fail. If it's a stage, you both succeed. But there's also issues where when someone decides to take a different track and they're stuck in their mud in this, you have to. It becomes inconvenient. Mm. You know, it becomes hard. Uh, and sometimes it's not always for the best for either one of you. On the flip side, when it's just you, and you think that's great, I'm not the captain of my own ship. And all of a sudden, there's water coming in the ship, and you look to the left, and you look to the right, and you're like, mm -hmm. "Oh, there's like one pail, and uh, <laughs> it's me." Um, it, it does have its, as you probably know, it does mm -hmm. have that like three in the morning, like, "Oh God, I'm doing the right mm -hmm. thing," because you know, I mean, you know, I've got almost 50 employees. You know, I make one stupid decision, or I extend myself too much, or I do this and that, and I could lose the whole thing. Well, I can lose it, but that's my decision. And I wear that, but. I, the, the fact that I have to worry about the, all the mouths that I feed and jobs I provide, that now just weight is just on me, no one else. And that's a, that's a big difference. So it is easier to not have a partner. It is, it is, it is probably the better of the two, but there's pros and cons. Mm -hmm. So in the end, uh, 
if you had to do it all over again. Um, oh, of course. You, you know. If you do it over again, you're like, no, I wouldn't want a partner. I tell everyone, say, don't get okay. a partner, I get a partner. And then you go, yeah, but if you could have like a like an assistant partner or <laughs> someone just in the beginning, especially the beginning. Yeah. Because, because in the beginning, we were throwing spaghetti against the wall. I yeah. mean, you were a part of that. Yeah. You saw what we were doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, we had when we bought the company. I mean, you know, the previous owner, Jerry, God rest his soul, was running it out of his kitchen on the on the east side of Buffalo, and he had three broken down cars and little locations. You know, now I've got like you know GPSs and thirty seven cars and four trucks and you know all these play all this stuff and all. And through the evolution of it, and just sitting back and you sit back and you look how, where it was good to have somebody with you and all that, and then then I could see where then all of a sudden we're. It wasn't good yeah. to have that argument because you, you, you were moving too fast now. Mm -hmm. Before, you're just like, well, maybe it'll work, maybe it'll work. And then when it gets serious, you got to be on the same page. If you're not on the same page, it doesn't work. And it's hard And to. you're arguing over things. Yeah. And obviously, you saw some of them mm -hmm. over stuff that, like, why well, you're arguing over that. Because now, all of a sudden, you're grabbing a two stick. Or you think, or you get, or one person thinks one way and wants to let off the reins. Another person wants to still climb them out. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that... And it's great. There's more and more, uh, you know, business owners. People, people want to be entrepreneurs, and a lot of them think, you know, you're my best buddy, you're my best friend. We'll get together and we'll start our own business. And I do. I, I give people the same advice as, uh, try, you know, having a partner is dangerous only because if you really value that friendship, you you might be better off valuing the friendship and 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 having separate. Separate businesses, or maybe I, you can you can have two different. Maybe you can each you know uh, have a whatever your strength is and whatever his or her strength is. Maybe you can each own your own business and 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 go with those niches and then help each other grow your business. And you and I, and, I know, and I know you've had those situations in your life mm -hmm. where, currently where you do that yeah. and. Um, good for you that it's worked out. I mean that's yeah. great. That's yeah. the way to do it. I mean I'm a little different because I don't have a other, mm. but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I tell everyone like because like, we do it again. You can't say that. You, you, you all, if you redid things, you would do things. Right. I mean, right. like I said, I use it. It's like a marriage. Some marriages work. Some marriages don't work. Some marriages work. Some don't work. And all in the day, you know, people that get, they're married for forty years, right. and you're like, they've made forty years. There are people only less than three years. What yeah. happened? Yeah, you don't know until you try. I guess that so, you don't. I don't want to discourage people. From, no, from I I always say this. I go because again, if you if you have friends that like you probably have associates and friends that are or family members that go because when you have your bad days, your bad days, your mm -hmm. good days, your good days, you try to keep your close to the vest. That are like, oh, it must be great. Mm -hmm. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ask me next week. <laughs> yeah, right. Because again, sometimes you just can't control. That's right. And you got to weather the storm. And then meanwhile, you said you still will got to be responsible for all the people you employ. That's right. Because they're counting on you to make the right decisions so they have a paycheck to feed their family. That's right. That is the biggest thing. And I totally enjoy, you can ask any anybody here, I love employing people mm -hmm. and giving them an opportunity to be able to experience what we talked about, the, 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 the beauty of helping someone become somebody. Mm. I mean, that just, I mean, I just always sit back, no matter what the money is or what it is or the cost, at the end of the day, there's always at least that humanity part of running this business. All right, let's get to um, what's really important to you uh, as a sports geek would be the Sabres and the Bills, and then we'll wrap it up. So at the time of this recording, the Bills are actually 7-3. and three. Uh, you know, three more wins in the last six. Enjoy it, people. Remember 1988. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Sabres. Uh, it was really so similar to feelings from last year. And Eichel just scores four the other. And then the last night. night they couldn't, and he couldn't. No matter what he did, draw. My take is this: the Sabres are a better, much better team than 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 what they are. 
it's the, the difference from last year is, is like here mm -hmm. they were this far apart, mm -hmm. they're this far apart this year, and it's like and they've changed some roster spots. It's not like an injury problem. So, but goaltending has been. I said that from even the beginning. I'm like goaltending has not been solved yet, and they're waiting for the younger guy. Mm -hmm. I think next year is going to be it. So they're 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 a year away. The Bills are. I don't think anyone gives them credit of how how tough it is to establish a team. And I know you watched it. Well, you were in Cleveland, so I don't know what <laughs> when. I mean, uh, with Jim Kelly? Well, back in like 85, 86, 87, I grew up with that, where all yeah. of a sudden it was like, oh, you got Bruce Smith. Yeah, but, but he was the – and it took a long time for that group to get together. And even Jim Kelly in his sixth year, they, 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 won, they barely won games, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're kicking a field goal against the Jets in ice rain mm -hmm. and won the division. They're 12-4, and four, and where did they come from? Mm -hmm. And they later went on, this, went on the Cincinnati AFC Championship and got their ass handed to them. Uh, where I think people now, because of the instant gratification and the 20 years of, like my godson, my, 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 my stepson, he's 23 years old, he will be 23, he's never seen yeah. that, where I saw that, where it's like, okay, 87 led to 88, 88 led to the Bickering Bills in 89, but the Bickering Bills in 89 led to the no-huddle offense in Cleveland, which led to the glory years the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that, that with the Bills right now, we're at that 88 season. No one expects them. They're winning close games because everyone thinks, oh, we should blow everyone out. No, it's not the league's not like that anymore. Except for the Patriots. Even then, they can't blow anybody out anymore. Yeah. Um, that it's like, just have patience. Enjoy the ride. That's what sports is about. Yeah. You it's know who can blow teams out is the Ravens. Yes. But I think once they're under his, under his act. Figure him out. Yeah. Defenses and, and, will figure and him you out. Got, and I got, I got a friend that lives in, in Baltimore, and uh, when they drafted Lamar Jackson, he's like, I can't believe it, blah, blah. And now, but, but then when they realized that they were going to actually take Lamar Jackson and make an offense for Lamar Jackson and do everything, that's what you got to do. As opposed to, hey, Josh Allen, I know you're a runner, but you're not going to run. Yeah. Or like we saw what they did the AG, right. AG Manual. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, it, you, if you're going to draft a guy for his skills, create it for his skills, the, 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 and Baltimore is doing it. Which is the same way. As Marv Levy did with yeah, that's right. on the plane with Marcher Broder and said, you know, yeah. what if we draw that all the time? What are you talking about? Next thing you know, they come out and they steamroll the Colts. Mm -hmm. We take the basketball timeout because they can't believe what's going on. Look at this guy. It's just Mr. Sports. It's also the same way when you're, we'll wrap it up now, we're managing people. Well, yeah. Right? Creating, same exact way. Right? Same idea. Over 15 years, I mean, I've had some wonderful employees, great employees of, who, have, who have been sad that they've left. I've had employees that it's about time you left because it, your time has come. Um, but it, it's just knowing your team and managing your team and having patience. I, I, I remember real fast, we had an employee who, who we hired, and I'm like, this is going to be a train wreck. Oh, my God. She was wonderful. And if she's ever watched this, she'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, she, she, to this day, she's, she just, it was, it, watching that individual not know what she wanted to do with life, become an instructor for five years, or work for me, whatever it is. All of a sudden, grow up, and then all of a sudden, go on to a better thing. Wow, that was great. Yeah. Same thing like sports. Sometimes you just gotta let people just figure it out for themselves. Put them in the right situation. I hear you, good stuff. Thanks, Harry Steve. Wall, Stevens Driving School, and Stevens Truck School, thanks for being here Thank on you me. Sidewalk Talk. That was great, I hope you guys pick something up. Anything you can use, you guys use it. Um, oh, thanks to our sponsor, uh, without this, uh, without the sponsorship, we can't do this. Vandalay Industries, George and his team, help us out a lot. So, uh, thanks for listening and watching to Sidewalk Talk. Until next time. <laughs>